Oh, hey. Hey. Oh, so this is it? This is us? Isn't that a movie? It's a TV show, actually. Wow. <laughs> wrong time, wrong conversation. Hey, guys. So, <laughs> welcome to All Things Spooky yes. with Des and Kay, um, nicknamed ATS. Yes. Um, so, we are two 20-something-year-olds from Connecticut. Um, we've been friends since sixth grade. Yes. Um, and we decided to do a podcast together. About so. everything spooky. Everything and anything spooky. Yes. Talk to me spooky. Talk to me spooky. <laughs> I'm Des. And I'm Kay. So, um, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's hard to tell who's who after a while, but after a while they get it. Yeah. So, I mean... I feel like our voices are pretty different. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like our voices are similar at all. Like I feel like mine's deeper than yours. Eh. So I feel like it'll help. Yeah. So basically, this podcast is for all things spooky, like we said. Basically, theory, uh, conspiracy theories, murders, missings, missing people, strange happenings. I survived UFOs. Yes. Bigfoot. Mm. <laughs> we, love, we, love, we love a good Bigfoot sighting. Um, like mine. I actually have one of those. Really? Yeah. Well, not me personally, but I know someone who's seen Bigfoot. I don't believe it. I need to hear more. Okay. Coming soon to you. <laughs> Do you remember that TV show that was on? I don't even remember what channel it was on. Maybe it was on <gasps> yeah, Animal grade. Planet or something yes. like that. And it was like... That I, I don't even know what it was, it was called. It was about Urban Legends. Yes, and that's what the show was called, Urban Legends. Thank you. Yes. Um, Remember the zombie one? That scared me. Scared the hell out of you. Yeah. I, re- I remember talking about it. The Loch Ness Monster one was my favorite one. I don't know how I feel about the Loch Ness Monster. I don't know either, but that one was interesting. I think I would have to do more research on it. Or not research, because I feel like since it's like a conspiracy... It's, it's cons- an urban, urban legend. legend. Um, so I feel like I have to do more research to really educate myself before I make a final decision. But, um, so yeah, so every week, well, we're going to try for every week. Um, Definitely every other week, though. If not every week. Um, mm-hmm. But at first, I think we're going to do every week just to make sure that um, we're current and... Consistent. Consistent. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, the two C's. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk every week. Um... About something that we find interesting, and then we would like for you guys to send in stuff. You can send in your story to atsdesnk at gmail.com. Eventually, we want to have voice recordings too, so you guys can tell your own stories rather than us tell them for you. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be cool. If you guys are comfortable, I mean, we're, we'll be ha- more than happy to yeah. read them, but I think it's cool. To have you guys record your voices if you're comfortable, because it's like having a conversation. I mean, we just want to have cool conversations about spooky things. (laughs) And we also want to make it very, like, fan-involved. Not fan, that sounds... Like, supporter and follower, listener-involved, yeah. Um, And that's, like, really important to both of us. So, yeah. Um, So we're going to take a short little break, and then when we come back, we're going to start the podcast. So excited. Woo. All right, and we are back. So um, I'm going to start this week, and I'm going to be telling the um, story of Kaylee Anthony. Whoa, I'm so excited. Um, so 
mainly I got my information from ABC News and Wikipedia. Um, but if I do use another source, I will um, say it. And if I don't say it, please come at me. Um, because I want to make sure that, like, for people to know that, you know, a lot of the stuff that I did No plagiarism not, here, yeah, people. Yeah, it's in my, it's not my own words. We've this been, is, yeah. This is, you know. We know how to cite our sources. We've been to college. <laughs> um, okay. So, Kaylee Marie Anthony was born on August 9th, 2005. She lived in Orlando, Florida with her mom, Casey Anthony, as well as her maternal grandparents, George and Cindy Anthony. And, um, because she was so young when she died I don't have like that's all the background there was about her one of my sources which I don't remember which one it, it wasn't like my a source that I used it was like one that I read mm-hmm. it said that her mom did move out of her grandparents house and lived somewhere else which wouldn't be surprising because when she did go missing they didn't know where she went and Casey mm-hmm. wasn't around but anyways jumping ahead of myself okay so on June 15th 2008 Casey Anthony was seen leaving the house with Kaylee by her father. Casey was supposed to drop Kaylee off at Zen... I should have practiced this name before. Um, Zen Adia Fernandez Gonzalez's house. Um, Zanny is her nickname. Zanny was Kaylee's babysitter. This would be the last day that Casey would see her daughter. Mm. June 30th, 2008, Casey's car was found abandoned outside of an Orlando, Florida cash advance business and was towed away. On July 15th, 2008, George and Cindy received a notice about Casey's car, so they went to go pick it up. Um, The same day, Cindy called the police. Cindy claimed that she had someone that needed to be arrested in her home. And a possible missing child. And this is uh, t- taken directly from the 911 call. Oh my um, god, did you listen to it? I did listen to it. Oh. It's not It's not bad because it's it's just the, it's just Cindy and Casey mm-hmm. talking about Kaylee. Okay. Um, an hour later, Cindy calls back again. And this time she's crying. And she says, I called a little bit ago. I found out my granddaughter has been taken. She's been missing for a month. Her mother finally admitted that she had been missing. Um, so when the dispatcher, when the dispatcher <laughs> talked to Casey, she asked why she waited so long, uh, to report the missing child, and this is also on the 911 call, so Casey responded with, I've been looking for her and have gone through other resources to try and find her, which was stupid. Um, and in my opinion, Casey didn't really have any fear or, like, urgency yeah. in her voice, which is, That's like, your child. That's your child. I was, like, just listening to it, and I was like, if that was my child, I would, like, die. I, I don't know what I would do. But I don't, like, it's just... It's just weird, right? Because you say you use other sources, but it's, like, what others... And what for 31 days? Yeah, that's okay. insane. Let me keep going, because it's going to get crazy up in this place. <laughs> um, so, you can listen to the call on YouTube. I listened uh, to a video done by the Associated, Associated Press. Um, I also read on ABC news that Cindy Anthony said, I found my daughter's car today and it smelled like there's been a dead body in that damn car. But Cindy retracted her statement later on. Oh, and something that I read, she said that it was a figure of speech. How is that a figure? Well, when you, that's not, but when you can say it smells like something died. Oh, yeah. It is a figure of speech, but that wasn't. The way she worded it wasn't. Yeah. 
So on July 16, 2008, Casey had told the de- Detective Melich of the Orange County Sheriff's Department uh, that Kay- Kaylee had been kidnapped by Zanny, the babysitter. Zanny was talked about by Casey, um, but the family never met her, and no friends ever met her either. The babysitter? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, no one ever met her because neither did Casey. No way. Wait, what? Neither did Kaylee. Because Zanny did exist, but she didn't know them so at she, all. So how did she find her? Casey made it up. Casey made her, like, probably found her name somewhere. I never found out, like, how she found this lady's name. But she just, like, found her and just decided, yeah, I'm gonna blame you for kidnapping my child. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's worrisome because... Casey said that Kaylee had been with her for the whole month that she had been missing. Yes. Like, all the time she would say, oh, Zanny has her, they're going to here, or they're going to there. Oh, what? So, Casey is arrested and charged with child neglect, and she's also um, charged with obstruction of criminal investigation. The judge denied bail, stating that Casey had showed a woeful disregard for the welfare of her child. So on July 22nd, 2008, there was a bond hearing for Casey. Um, at this hearing, de- detectives brought forth new uh, evidence. So there was hair found in Casey's trunk, mm-hmm. trunk of her car. And also cadaver dogs had smelled human uh, decomposition oh, in her uh, trunk. Um, but no evidence, like no, like, besides uh, the hair. Yeah. But nothing's really concrete yet. So her bond was set at $500,000. Yikes. Casey was now a person of interest in her daughter's disappearance, and the police were treating it as a potential homicide. Uh, so then go forward to July 24th, 2008. Cindy told reporters that Kaylee was spotted in Georgia, but it was never verified by anybody. No one, I think that... Was it, like, maybe an anonymous tip? Nah, I feel like she was, like, she'd be lying. Like, I feel like she was just like, oh, let me throw this in here. Yeah. Here I am, Casey. Like, I'm here to save you. (laughs) No. Cindy, we know your lies. So, August 21st, 2008, this is um, more than a month after Casey, or Casey reported Keely missing. Casey is released from jail on bond with the help of Leonard... Or Leonard, Leonard, <laughs> Pad- Leonard Padilla, um, Padilla. I think that's how you say it. Uh, I wouldn't know. Um, I'm gonna. I'm. I feel so bad. I didn't check any names, but so he's a veteran bounty hunter, and he had his own reality show. So he posted her five hundred thousand dollar bond. Wow. Um. So August thirtieth, Casey's back in jail. Uh, new charges are placed on her, including petty theft. September 1st, the Orange County Sheriff's Office issued a statement saying that based on the evidence that was not public yet, along with FBI tests, there was a strong possibility that Kaylee was dead. Yeah. So, September 5th, Casey's released from jail again. At this point in my research, I'm pissed. Because I'm like, why? Like, why do you keep releasing (laughs) her? But... They have no... Yeah. Probable cause to keep her. I mean, not probable cause. Yeah. But... They, like have they don't no have reason. a reason. So then, September 25th, mm, Zanny's back. The babysitter, she came back. She said hello. Um, she filed a defina- defamation lawsuit against Casey because she... I would, too. Yeah, like, she just put her name out there and whatever. So, September 29th, 2008, 
Casey was again arrested. This time she faced multiple charges of child neglect as well as lying to investigators and the use of a forged check. Mm-hmm. October 14th, she was indicted by the grand jury on charges of first-degree murder, aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter, and four counts of providing false info to the police. Of course, I abbreviated that. That's why I said it like that. <laughs> October 28th, 2008, 11 years ago today, Casey was arraigned and pleaded not guilty to all charges. I just, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. Dude, this is when we were in sixth grade. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's kind of why I chose it, because it's, like, very, like, I feel like a lot of people who will listen to this podcast will remember this. That's insane. On December 11th, 2008, skeletal remains of a child were found a half a mile from the Anthony's home. On December Mm -hmm. 19th, the remains uh, were confirmed by DNA testing to be Kaylee Anthony's, and she would have been three in August, so she wasn't even three when she died. Poor baby. On April thirteenth, two 2009, the prosecutors announced that they planned to seek the death penalty for Casey Anthony. Um, before this, uh, in December, probably like around the time that her remains were found, um, they claimed that they would not be going for the death penalty. So they, they turned that around. They changed yeah. their minds. Um, on June nineteenth, two 2009, Kaylee Anthony's autopsy is released. One fact from the autopsy is that um, ev- almost every bone was found. Wow. Just like small bones weren't, but um, almost every bone was found. It was, That's so sad. Yeah. December 18th, 2009, Judge Stan Strickland denies the defense's motion to eliminate the death penalty. Huh. He said, like, we gotta go to trial and the jury's gonna decide if she yeah. deserves death or not. April 6th, 2010, an inmate tells police that Casey said in jail that she used to knock out Kaylee. And... They they assume it's with, like, a sedative, um, so she could go out at night. You guys, my eyes are, like, <laughs> wide open right now. Um, also, the inmate claimed that Casey knew the details about her daughter's remains before they were released. Oh, my God. But it's, that, to me, is so, like, I believe that person. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna, like, hide my side of it. I think she did it. But... It's also just, like, how do you believe somebody just by, like, he said, she said. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, to, I mean, I know not every inmate is a good, you know, yeah. person. Yeah. But I feel like it's that thing where, like, I did something bad, but with you, what you did is worse. Yes. And that's really yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I believe it. Yeah. I would, I mean, what's your, I believe it, too. Yeah. So on April 19, 2010, uh, Judge Strickland steps down, and he had been presiding with the case since it began. So he removed himself after controversy over positive remarks that he made towards a blogger who was covering the case. Mm. But I couldn't find any... Proof? I couldn't find the articles. Like, they weren't... So this was, um, because ABC News had a timeline of the whole case, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm getting most of my dates from. But I didn't see the, like, I couldn't access the article that said, like, what exactly he did. But I'm assuming that it showed uh, his favoritism towards one side. Yeah. And so he had to be removed yeah, from yeah. the case. Um, or he removed himself because they probably aren't going to remove him. So on July 15, 2010, it was the second anniversary of the night that Kaylee was reported missing. Um, so George and Cindy appeared in court for an evidentiary hearing after Cindy... Cindy testified. 
the Florida judge that was now doing the case, and they didn't name the person at the time, so it could have been just a random, I don't know. Um, but that judge ruled that the 911 call that Cindy made would be allowed to be used in the trial. And this mm-hmm. is, um, the three, she called three times. I only listened to the two times, but then that third time where she said it smells like there's been a dead body. So all those things are being brought into the, uh, the trial. September 14th, 2010, Casey Anthony expands her legal defense to six attorneys. That's insane. <laughs> that is so crazy to me, people who have that many attorneys. I know. May 9th, 2011, the trial begins with a jury selection. The process of seating a jury took 11 days. So, um, so here's some trial facts, um, because I don't want to go completely into depth with the trial, because there's a lot. Like, it's a very, like, time-consuming thing, and yeah. I feel like it'd be, like... Too much. There's a lot it's of It's just evidence. too much, yeah. yeah. So there were 400 pieces of evidence presented. <laughs> well, that's why we're not doing that <laughs> in today's episode. Um, one piece included Google searches that were found um, on a computer accessible to Casey. The searches included neck breaking and how to make oh chloroform. Yeah. Um, and this is not the worst of what was heard. So this is just a warning to anybody who is listening that it is going to get worse from here. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so uh, a blanket was also found at the crime scene or where she was found, where her remains were found, um, and it matched bedding that Katie had at her grandparents' house. Dude. So prosecutors stated that Anthony used chloroform to render her daughter unconscious before putting duct tape over her nose and mouth to suffocate her, and that uh, she left Kaylee's body in her drunk before... her trunk? I don't know if I... I feel like I didn't say trunk. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Before disposing of it, they ca- uh, characterized Casey as a party girl who just didn't want to be a parent anymore and just wanted no responsibilities. So how old is she at that time? Casey? Yeah. I want to say in her 20s. Okay. Early 20s, maybe mid. I think she might have been 25 when she finally got sentenced. Prosecuted, yeah. Yeah. But that might be a lie. I can check. That's insane. Yeah. I think she was pretty young when she became a mom. Um, so Jose Baez, which was one of Kay's, he, like, led Casey's defense team. He mm-hmm. claimed that Kaylee accidentally drowned in the family's pool on June 16th, 2008, and was found by George Anthony, who told Casey she'd go to jail for neglect, which is why, um, Casey didn't report it. Baez also claimed that George sexually abused Casey, but this is not supported with any evidence. He kind of just did it as, like, oh, Casey's always had to hide something because of George. And they said it started when Casey was eight. And also, I don't remember what website I read it on, but there was a website that said um, that they did DNA testing and they Uh couldn't find uh, Kaylee's father, Uh and they think that George... Is the father? Yeah. You! Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But... I don't know. I feel iffy about that. I feel like that was definitely like, it's just something, right? Is that a, hazing? Like, like to to draw away from yeah. the the actual. Yeah, they were just trying to put another perspective to yeah. mess up the flow of what was it, what yeah. it was leading to. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, also, there was a man named Roy Crunk who found Kaylee's body. Oh my god! And he was like a meter person, a meter reader. And, uh... Like, Jose, the, like the people who find metal in the ground? 
No, like a meter reader. Like somebody who comes to your house and reads your meter. Obviously, I don't own a I don't own a house either, but I still know of that. Um, anywho. So, Roy Crunk. Uh, Baez questioned if Roy Crunk had... Um, if he had... Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um... He questioned if Roy Krunk had tampered with the evidence and put her body there. So it's kind of just, like, another twist. Yeah. And I'm sick of the twists and turns. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's, like, too many... It's, like, pick what you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, during closing arguments... So closing arguments began on July 3rd. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, went from July 3rd to July 4th. So during closing arguments, Jeff Ashton, who um, was... He wasn't on Casey's side. He was on the other side. Was the it? prosecutor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, I know what I'm talking about. So, he emphasized Casey's lying streak and that, like, she would lie until she couldn't lie anymore and then yeah. throw another lie in there to, yeah. to help herself. It's just, like, constantly coming yes. up with a... Yes. Um, what is that called? A distraction. Yes. Um, so also Ashton shows a photo of a laundry bag and says, this bag is Kaylee's coffin. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. The, the, wait. To the, to the jury. jury? Oh, no, I can't. I would have lost it. And then he concludes with, no one makes an accident look like a murder. Like, if you killed your kid, just say you killed your kid. Like, it was by accident. If she really drowned in the pool, then just say, like, just say, my daughter drowned. My daughter got... My eyes just got so watery. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. So, Baez tells the jury that he fears that the verdict will be based on emotions rather than evidence. So, he said, like, oh, they made her look like like a bad person. Mm-hmm. They made her look as bad as they could so that way they can use it against her to make you send her to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or death penalty, which is what they were going after. Um... He also made a smart remark about Ashton, saying, like, oh, that guy's smiling over there, because I guess he said that he saw Ashton smiling. They had to call a recess for it, and then they came back and they apologized to each other. Yeah, and yeah. the rest of the closing ar- uh, closing arguments or statements were said. Um, so the jury began... Um, deliberating? Yep. Deliberating. <laughs> I didn't write it down, so I forgot what it was. The jury began deliberating on July 4th, and by July 5th, they have their answer. So the jury found Casey Anthony not guilty of three counts of first degree oh murder. First degree murder, <laughs> aggravated oh manslaughter of a child, and aggravated child abuse. Like, how? 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 I guess because it's supposed to, like, I guess there wasn't, like, they don't even know why, how, like, she died, basically. So they, so. They still don't know. Where did they, where did the, the guy find her? In the woods. And they couldn't do an autopsy because it was they, just skeletal They did remains. an autopsy, but it was skeletal. They they found um, duct tape residue. Uh-huh. And maybe it wasn't skeletal. It said skeletal, but I feel like... Skeletal remains. Can you still find... I mean, if, like, let's say there was, like, blunt force trauma, you'd uh, be able to tell. But can you find duct tape on the face? It had to be, like, decomposed, but not yeah. extremely, maybe. They, also, they found it in December, and she went missing in June. So yeah, um, but they they couldn't really 
There was not, but so, there wasn't sufficient. I feel like when you're in a jury, and I I do not agree with this verdict, yeah. but when you're in a jury, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes. you can never doubt it. Mm-hmm. And I think in the back of their mind, they were like, but there's always we don't that. have enough. So that how many pieces of evidence did you say that it was? Four hundred. Four hundred. So what? Well, it was like I don't get it. So did nothing really connect? Like it was just spotty evidence. Maybe. And, like, that's just insane to me. How are you going to have that much evidence? And it's just not... It's just not enough. It's just spotty evidence. Yeah. Like, I could see how it could be, you know, 400 pieces of evidence, but they don't connect. So yeah. it's like, we have all these things, but we can't make it connect. Also, the Google searches that uh-huh. were done that about the neck-breaking, Casey Anthony's mom, Cindy, said that she did those. Yeah, that makes no sense either. That's, like, a whole nother... I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah, that's that's funky. But, whatever. My job is not to judge. My job is to report what I've read. So, <laughs> um, she was found guilty of four counts of providing false information. Because she lied to them about her job. Mm-hmm. She lied to them about where, uh, about Zanny. Yeah. She lied, she lied about two other things, too. So, she got, um, four counts of that. So... She was ultimately charged with four years because one year for each count. And then, yeah, I know you're mad. It gets worse. It gets worse. Are you ready? No. And a $1,000 fine. No. However, and I wrote that in all capitals because I'm so <laughs> mad, since she had been in jail since October of 2008 and this was 2011. Nope. Nope. Don't say it to me. Don't. I don't want to know. I do want to know. but The I- judge that sentenced... Casey Anthony said that she could go free in late July or early August because of almost three years of serving and good behavior. I hate good behavior. And I found that information, I'm sorry, I found that information on NPR. Um, so because she had been serving time, she had like, what do you call that? I wrote it down, hold on. Good time? No. Uh, served credit. The same college. This is not college. Like, oh, man. So, I didn't cover everything for that case. So, wait, she's free, like, free, like... Oh, she's chilling. She's straight flexing. She even said in an interview that one day she would would have another child. I'm walking away. I'm walking away. I can't. So, I don't... I didn't cover everything. I feel like there's so... Like, there's just so much for this case. And I think people can go more into depth if they want to. But, um... I really just wanted to cover it because it was something I remember hearing about and being so angry about it. Yeah. Also, she was sentenced, or she got, they delivered a verdict while we were freshmen in high school, I think. Definitely. Or we were going into high school. We were we were in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some type of high school manner. Um, so, I thought that was interesting that it was so, it wasn't even that long ago, but it was. Yeah. It was eight years ago. And she's figure out how old we are. <laughs> and she's free. I, I, she's free. I don't she's chilling. I remember when she got released. I remember how angry everybody was. And, like, now nobody talks about it. Sad. It's sad, but I think, too, like, it's just hard. It's I, hard to keep talking about it, too, because then she, can't she go after people? Yeah. I just get so emotional for people, like... Kids who didn't even have a chance. For a baby. She was... Her... The trial... And that whole... You know, everything... 
was basically longer than her life was. Yeah. How and sad for is what? That? How sad is that? It's so sad. Her mother served just a little bit more than what her life was. How sad is that? That is so heartbreaking. And they'll never... And I read something that said... Again, I think it was ABC News. Mm-hmm. But it might... Like, not the Timeline article, but a different article. And it said that George and Cindy never found out what really happened to Kaylee. But that part of their life was over now because of the case being done. So now they could move on. Oh, pobrecito. But really? Really? When you're... You don't know what happened to your granddaughter and you can sleep at night? Yeah. Uh, it just something's like, funky. It's something's really funky, and you could tell by just. Well, I feel like now, she could admit to it if she wants to because oh, they yeah. can't do double, double, yeah. double, 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 double. Yeah. I mean, well, the only way they would be able to do that is if they found some type of evidence that would make her for a new charge. Yeah. So, but it. I mean, it's obvious. it's so hard though because yeah. they charged her with three counts of murder, aggravated child abuse, aggravated. Um, no, I don't remember. Something else. Something yeah, else yeah, aggravated. Yeah. So it's like, how are you, you know what I'm saying? It's just. You can't charge her with anything else. So she could come <sighs> clean about it one day. Maybe on her deathbed. You were hot and heavy for this first episode. I felt it in my soul. Oh my god. Yeah. I just. Nothing breaks my heart more than a murder. I mean, all murder is obviously horrible, but a murder of a child who didn't even have a chance. And especially because they don't even know what happened to her. They don't know how she died. No. They don't... It's just sad. It breaks my heart. And it just makes me so emotional. Like, I can't even... Oof. You really did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, we'll be right back. And then... I need to recover. <laughs> <laughs> and then Des will do her part. So. Yay. Okay. My turn? Your turn. Okay. I just want to give a fair warning. Um, this story is not a nice tale. Um, there's a lot of really bad details. Um, I'm not sure if it was fact or fiction. A lot of it is hearsay because it was so long ago. Um, a lot of it is kind of folk tale, urban legend and some of it is fact. Um, so I just want to give a fair warning because it is graphic. So... I'm going to be talking about the demon in the shape of a woman, um, a.k.a. Delphine LaLaurie and the LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans. Oh my goodness. I don't know anything about this. Like, I've yeah. never even, like, read about it. Um, I know that American Horror Story did something with yeah. it, but I don't watch American Horror Story either. I love it. I love so American this is going to be interesting. Okay, so basically, just a little bit of background on Delphine LaLaurie. She was born on March 17th, 1787 in New Orleans. Um, she had a set childhood. She was fairly in a wealthy family. She, like, she was good. Um, and she was high up in New Orleans society. As an adult, she had multiple husbands. You know, she had... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, I didn't touch on her first two, but her third and last husband, um, Dr. Leonard Lewis Nicholas LaLaurie, um, was said to be much younger, but they moved into the large mansion, mansion, sorry, on 1140 Royal Street in the heart of New Orleans French Quarter, and this was the site of her violent crimes. So in 1830, um, rumors started happening, and it went through the French Quarter alleging that Delphine and 
her possible, possibly her husband, um, were mistreating her, the men and women slaves that they owned. Um, uh, first of all, I need to stop <laughs> because I can't believe, like, I just hate the fact that slavery yes. was a thing. Me too. And I feel like, so the story doesn't feel like it was long ago, because it's really not. Yeah. But, like, that mindset is so, and it's still happening today. But, like, you think about it, and it's just, like, annoying and sad, and this is going to get even sadder, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh. It's really bad. That's why I gave a fair warning. Um, so, basically, there were rumors, like I said. Um, there were a lot of reporters that approached them, and kind of just a little bit of backstory. Um, there were laws set in place that you could discipline your slaves, but you couldn't mm. excessively discipline them. So, um, I don't have the exact law in front of me, but it said that you can use a whip, a, um, I'm not sure what they're called. Basically, any type of whipping device, but you couldn't excessively hurt them to the point where they're on the brink of death. Um, and she was accused of it multiple times, but... There was really no documentation saying that she went to court. The most that I've seen is that she was forced to trade, like, nine slaves um, to her. But it was to her fa- other family member or her friend or something like that. Friend of the family. And on December 1828, Jean Bose Bose. I'm going to butcher a lot of last names here. Um, he was a business manager for a French absentee landlord. Um, he wrote how authorities found ill-treated slaves covered in blood. He also reported that Dr. LaLaurie and Delphine did not have a happy household. Quote, they would often fight, often separate, and then return to each other. So, um, I kind of based this story off of one legend. Um, this is kind of where it turns into, like, a folktale type of thing. So, one of the most famous stories of Madame LaLaurie um, is of a young slave girl who was seen to be chased by her like she was she was basically the story goes she was brushing Delphine Malory's hair Mm -hmm. and she snagged her hair like you know how sometimes I brush your hair and you're like ow (laughs) all the time (laughs) that's basically what happened and Madame Malory was going to punish her when she was running from her and she jumped off the roof of her house she wouldn't get punished. Yeah. And she died, unfortunately. Well, obviously, that shows how horrible that house was. Yes. Um, and then Lori later ordered her burial. Um, this is what I was talking about. Basically, she was prosecuted, and nine of her slaves were sold away from her. Um, I lost some place. Okay, the young girl was later named to be Leah or Leah. I'm not sure. There's two different spellings, like L. E-A-H, or L-I-A. Um, she's basically known to tend to her, brush her hair, like I said. Um, but the strange thing is there is no record of her. There is no record of her name at all, which, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because there are millions and billions of slaves that probably were not even recorded. Yeah. So, although she did have children as slaves, there was none named Leah or Leah. Um, which is, honestly, it's just sad because it's... Maybe she had another name? That's what I'm assuming. Because, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a slave's name is not what they were named. 
Like, that wasn't their nickname. Yeah. Like, they have a nickname. Yeah. Also, like you said, um, a lot of them were not documented, so yes. she could have just been chilling. So, this is where it gets ugly. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Even more ugly. So, there was a fire in the LaLaurie Mansion on April 10th, 1834. A fire broke out in the kitchen, and um, the is basically, you know, they were out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the town folk broke in, and after they extinguished the fire, they found... Uh, this is so hard. They found a 70-year-old African-American woman changed to, chained to the stove. Oh my and the cooker told the fire marshal that she had set the fire in order to commit suicide because Delphine kept her chained up all day and it was punishment for the slightest infra- infraction. I'm not sure what the infraction was, but I'm sure it wasn't anything crazy. That is literally so horrible. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even... I, I, mm. it, um, it was just really bad. I... There was a lot of speculation of what she did to her slaves. Um, an excerpt from the New Orleans newspaper, The Bee, was given the next day. This is a quote. The doors were pried open for the purpose of liberating them. Predisposed to taking this liberty, if liberty can be detailed, several gentlemen and piled from their feelings demanded the keys, which were refused them in a gross and insulting manner so some small details of what they found several slaves were horribly mutilated um suspended from the neck um limbs were stretched and torn from one extremity to the other um slaves have been flayed and wore spike iron collars to prevent movement of their heads there were other really bad things um, there was something where she had put feces in someone's mouth and sewn their mouth shut. Huh. Yeah. Um, and just a lot of mutilation. I also read an article that they did a lot of medical experiments on them. Um, something about intestines. It was just, it's, I don't want to spare all the, I don't, I, like, I don't want to talk about it that much because it's just really disgusting how a woman, or anyone, not even just a woman, anyone, can do that to someone else. Mm-hmm. It, it's just really disgusting. Sickening. It's, yeah, that's, yeah it's, that's the word. It's like, I can't even fathom, like, how you could sit there and, like, do that. And not even just, like, like, I can't even imagine, like, really harming somebody. But that's, like, going to, like, great extremes to seriously, like, to, to kill someone. I I just, I never understood how, like, okay, she, like, the little girl, she snagged her hair. You want to hurt her that bad because she just snagged your hair up by accident. Like, a simple mistake. It was just hatred. Yeah. It was extreme hatred for the slaves and, and any excuse to, to hurt them. Yeah. It was, it's just disgusting. And yeah. It's just really sad, and it, it, even worse, she just, they fled, and she didn't get caught for anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So basically what happened is, there's a lot of speculation as to in what order things happened, where she went. For example, there was speculation that she stayed in Louisiana under her na- on another name. She fled to New York, or lived in France until she passed away. 
from being gouged to death during a wild boar hunt, which is weird. I doubt that happened. But documents, letters, and diary entries have been allow- have allowed historians to piece together what happened to her after she fled from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it was documented that she reunited with her husband, her two daughters, and her son at the home of her niece, which I'm not sure if that's in Louisiana, in France, in New York. I'm not 100% sure. But there was even one time in June 1834, a poet named William Cullen Bryant was sailing to... uh, I don't know how to say this name. Basically, a country in France um, on a ship from New York and he recalls seeing the Lalories and he recalls other people recognizing them and then why like they knew why what ha- what had happened yeah. so it was it was spreading throughout the northeast um so then there's documentation showing that Dr. Lalori and Delphine split and her and her kids moved to France where they lived good lives because of the funds of her American assets and it shows that she died in Paris on December 7th, 1849, and was buried locally in France. But then there was documentation showing her body was moved from Paris to New Orleans in the St. Louis Cemetery. But then there's also evidence that she was alive and well in 1850, which was the year after she supposedly died. And it shows her, docu- it, documentation shows her challenging executors to her brother's will in the Louisiana Supreme Court. So, till this day, they don't know where her body is. They don't know if it's true that she died in 1849. They don't know exactly where she is or like where her life took her because all the documentation is so spotty. I think that's also like Especially for that time, like you could literally pick up and just become a new person. Yeah. And people aren't gonna know. Um, but I wanna go back to the fact that she had children. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I kinda skipped over that part because I wasn't it wasn't there wasn't that much about it. She had two other she had two daughters from her husband. Yeah. Her past husband. Okay. So they weren't uh her recent husband's yeah. children. Um, and then there was something I read that she would punish her daughters, um, because they would try to, like, help the slaves and feed them. She would punish them for that, and it just wasn't nice. It was very, it's crazy. And I actually want to mention American Horror Story because I know everything is obviously dramatic and not the full truth, but I think the way that they perceived her was not I mean it wasn't like extremely accurate but the actress I forgot her name she's such a good actress I wish I would have looked her up before um but she did a really good job because she really showed the hatred that that you would think that she would have for slaves and it was it's it brought it kind of to life into perspective and it's just disgusting yeah what season of American Horror Story is that do you know I think it's Coven Okay. I think it's Coven's the third one, right? Um, I don't watch it, so I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. But I forgot to mention my sources in the beginning and like me and Kay said in the beginning, we really, you know, we don't 
we don't want to make it seem like we're plagiarizing or yeah. owning information. Like, we totally just did our research. So, I got a lot of my information from um, www.thoughtco.com, crimemuseum.org, historycollection.com, ranker.com, um, nolaghost.com. Um, and then, I mean, American Horror Story, yeah. which, I mean, is a really popular show. Yeah. So, I mean, they went daughters and everything. Like, they had daughters, and... I think it's just crazy to me that somebody like that is allowed to have children. Yeah, I know. But also, like, she abused her children in a similar manner. Probably not as as bad as the slaves, but still abused them. Like, it was just... Was it a hatred for people in general? Was it a power? I don't... I've like a power s- thing, you know what I'm saying? I read something that it was a theory that she had just a pure hatred for slaves because someone in her family got murdered by a slave. I think it was either her mother mm. or someone close to her that, mm. and it was that she had like a mixed family. Oh. So. But still, like, why are you mad at your kids? I guess because they were helping them, so yeah. that hatred is like spreading, but. Wow, that's that's intense. Yeah, that's an intense case. You want to know a fun fact? Nicolas Cage owns it. Actor. Why would you want to own that house? I don't know. I know that there was a lot of owners, and they ended up giving up the house because of hauntings, and there are a lot of eyewitnesses. Like, let me see. Like someone, like they say that they would hear disembodied voices and screams. And then there was an owner who said he saw a man, a shadow man, in, in chains. See, I know Nicolas Cage definitely don't live there, though. No. Oh, but he no. just, he, he's like, eh, I don't want it to get knocked down, so I'm just going to pay the taxes on I, it and chill. I believe I saw that he, he bought the mansion f- to get inspiration for a film. I'm not sure what hmm. film, but, I mean, that's, I guess that's what you do when you have money in your Nicolas Cage. That's, I would not spend my time doing that. Yeah, me either. But I just, I really wanted to, I really like stories, although I don't like them, but I find them interesting where it kind of goes from fact into, like, folktale. Yeah. Where it's like, this happened, this definitely happened, but here Uh are the rumors, and what's actually true, no one knows. It's like an unsolved case. Yeah. And it's obvious that you can't figure this one out. Nope. Unless for some reason, like, somehow they find new evidence. I just don't understand how you lose a body. I don't, I don't (laughs) get it. I don't understand it. But I was talking to my friend, and she was like, what if, because you know how I told you that she, there was a rumor that she changed her name. Mm -hmm. What if she had someone pose as her, and that person died, but she didn't really die, because she was, because they said that. She was in Louisiana in 1850 in court fighting something. I'm sorry, but somebody was like, hey, you want to be me? I just, like, murdered a bunch of people, but take my identity. It's cool. Yeah. No, I would not do that. I would not do that. She'd be like, get some money for your for your troubles. No. It's, it's insane, though, because it's like, you document that her body was moved from France to Louisiana, or to New Orleans, sorry. And... Then the next year, there's documentation, unless someone put, you know, stuff in wrong. 
Like, they wrote stuff in wrong. Maybe it was an, a second person with that name. I'm sure that name wasn't uncommon in France at that time. I don't know. Will we ever know? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I can't believe we finished our first episode. We're going to listen to it and we're going to hate it. I'm pretty sure, yeah. But Both of us. We got to get over the hump. Yeah. Um, it's not even getting over it. It's just kind of becoming comfortable with the fact that we have to like our own voices. Or not like them. We have to put up with them. Yeah. But And it's our first episode, so we have to get used to, you know, talking. I mean, it, it wasn't really that hard talking to each other. Yeah. But to keep in mind that it is a podcast. and Yeah. And then we have to do the research and do it, you know, thoroughly. I feel like we did an okay job. Yeah. I Maybe mean, look up name pronunciation for next episode yeah but and if you guys have any like corrections or anything like that please do not hesitate to let us know never hesitate yeah because we are always learning yes i like to say that you're never done learning you're always a student wise words by the preschool teacher here (laughs) (laughs) whatever well now that i've been exposed <laughs> yeah just give, my address is <laughs> <laughs> well all right guys we'll see you next time on all things spooky with Des and k bye, bye.